Hi everyone, Alex here, your host for the Marketing 101 podcast. Before we start the episode, I just wanted to tell you about the fantastic company 34SP who very kindly sponsor this podcast. They do that because they know that their green website hosting service is almost certainly going to be of interest to listeners just like you. I host all of my websites with 34SP and I do this because they put sustainable and ethical practices first, because they have an awesome customer support based in Manchester and because they are, of course, very competitive on price. So if you are looking to build a new website or coming up to the renewal of your existing website hosting, then be sure to head over to 34sp.com. That's 34s for sugar, p for peter.com. Their basic hosting costs $9.95 a month, which is almost certainly cheaper than whoever you're already using. And if you use the code Alex101, or mention this podcast, then you'll get your first three months for free. So head over to 34sp.com to check out their ethical hosting. I promise you will not be disappointed. Right, on with the podcast. Excellent, excellent human beings. Thank you so much for stopping by. Welcome to Marketing 101, Big Steps for Small Businesses. This is the podcast and vidcast that takes the overwhelm out of marketing and brings you tips, tricks and actions to enhance and grow your business every single week. Yes, that's right. Uh, if you're on the podcast and you fancy some visuals, you want to see me wave my hands around, head over to YouTube and you'll find the vidcast. If you're on the vidcast on YouTube and you want to get rid of me or you want to put me in your pocket and take me on your travels, uh, then head over to your favorite podcast platform and search for Marketing 101. You can find me there. All the links are in the description or the episode notes. So this is episode one. It's very exciting for me, but I want to get straight into the tips and the tricks and the advice. I don't want to mess you around too much with who I am and where Marketing 101 has come from. If you want to learn about that, head to the official trailer. It's already up there on on, uh, your favorite podcast platform. Just go and have a listen to that to see what we're all about. So today I'm going to be giving you some website tips. This is not uh, website design. It's not about uh, sharing or promoting your website. These are things that you should be doing or that you should have on your website to give yourself the best chance of converting customers once they've uh, arrived at your website. Now, they should be pretty simple. They're things that I think you should be able to go and change. If you've built your own website, then definitely. But as long as you've got ownership of the content management system or someone in your team does, then you should be able to go and change these yourself. Um, you may have to go and talk to a website developer who built the website for you if you want these changes made. Um, but there are very small changes, very quick, very easy. As with the rest of this podcast, it's designed for you to be able to action these straight away, get them done today, and then crack on with the day job tomorrow. So the main things that we're going to be talking about today is putting pricing on your website, putting testimonials on your website, being clear about what you're selling, mobile compatibility, and having visible clickable contact details. So if those are things that you feel pretty comfortable with, uh, you're pretty certain you've got them all covered on your website, then no worries. Crack on with your day, come back to next week's episode and see if we've got something uh, for you there. But If you're not 100% certain, then listen on. I'm going to talk about each of those five uh, little subjects, why they're important and exactly what you should be doing to make sure you are on top of them. 
So the first thing that we're going to talk about is pricing. And this is all about getting prices onto your website. Now, for some of you, that may seem completely obvious. You may have prices all over the place, especially if you're selling specific products, tangible products. Um, but for those kind of delivering services, um, consultancy like myself or, or those kind of more vague changeable priced services you might not have anything on your website because the price can be negotiated um each time it could be different for every client or for every job every project um and those are the kind of websites i found that had just didn't have pricing anywhere on their website now the problem with not putting pricing on your website is that you might be putting off potential customers who can afford you they need your service that's why they're at your site they know what their budget is but they don't know how much you're going to cost. So are you uh, budget? Are you mid-tier? Are you high-tier? Um, they just don't have a clue. And you might have a beautiful, shiny website that suggests that you're going to be super expensive because you spent all this time polishing it and making amazing visuals and wonderful brand and logo. But actually, you're a very affordable service, very affordable product, um, and you've hidden that pricing. Now, it's standard. If you don't know the price, it's a very, it's certainly a very British thing, but I've seen it across the world. People who don't know the price don't want to ask someone what the price is. It feel you feel almost um, nervous or weird about saying, oh, and, and how much does it actually cost? Um, and that is a barrier to them getting in contact with you. If you want them to feel confident in clicking that contact button and seeing it through to completion, you get the lead and you can start talking, talking to uh, them about what their requirements are, then get some pricing onto your website. Now, it doesn't have to be precise. Yes, if you've got certain products, like you have um, a a £100 service uh, or a £50 service, then definitely get them on, list the price, and let people click to book them or buy them. If it's more changeable, then try using price banding. So, for example, you might say prices start at or pricing from um, and then just list the variables. So next to that price, say, you know, this is what to expect for this price. But um, the price may vary depending on and just drop a list down, give them that starting point and let them feel confident about reaching out to you to uh, discuss their requirements. Along a similar vein, number two, testimonials. So this is all about using your existing client base to help you sell your business. We all know that the world is all about reviews at the moment. Everyone checks out the Amazon reviews or your Google business rating. Um, Everyone checks the how good the hotel is on TripAdvisor or maybe how good the restaurant is. Reviews are everything and ratings are everything. And if you don't have anything on your website that tells people that A, you do this, you have customers, you are genuine, you've done it before, you're delivering a service that you have delivered successfully previously, then people could just see uh, you as perhaps a new business or someone less trustable. Um, They want to see that proof that you are an expert, an authority, and that you've done this work before. Testimonials are a great way to do that. And the the reason I'm saying it's also related to the pricing point uh, that we've just talked about is that it helps people across the line as well. They might love your website and your services and everything about your business, but there's a little sticking point there. They're thinking, hmm, I like this, but are they real? It's just a website. I'm talking to a website. I'm looking at a website. I don't know if this company is real. 
So number three, be clear on what you're selling. This might seem like a surprising one. And again, if you're on an e-commerce website, you're selling real product, this probably isn't going to affect you. But again, if you're selling a service, if you are a a business uh, selling a non-tangible, non-physical product, then this may well apply to you. I, I was um I was amazed at the amount of websites I came across that were just so brand heavy imagery and moving parts, and it the the, the phrase is style over substance, right? I guess my uh, rule would be that your the top third of your homepage or you know the the the, the bit that's visible as you land on it that can absolutely be uh, branding and and imagery and and sell the dream about your your uh, mission statement or your vision you know creativity and passion absolutely get that all across but immediately underneath you want to start dropping into those services what are you actually selling what can you do for the person uh, and how do they go about applying it to their business so what what are you what are the benefits that you're going to bring to their business so be very simple just jot down some of the services that you provide um or just one and flesh it out uh but get that service on that front page uh and uh keep it brief keep it punchy sell the dream and then click through again click through to another page where you can flesh that service out in more detail maybe you put your prices on that larger service page but the important thing is that on your home page you're referencing exactly what it is that you are doing or selling or providing. Don't assume that people know your business. It's a real common uh, error. And don't forget your uh, your website is your shop window. It's your 24-7 shop window. So get your services in that shop window, get your product in there, get it looking nice, but it's got to be a combination of looking great and being functional, telling what you're selling. Tell what you sell. There we go. There's a new catchphrase. I'm going to write that one down. So those three items you should really be able to do yourself. If you've got access to your content management system, then you should be able to just add in some pricing. You should be able to paste some testimonials, get, copy it out of a uh, out of the email and paste it onto your homepage. Do double check if you're doing editing of testimonials. Make sure that you ask the customer that they're okay with the new edit. Um, and getting your services up there. Absolutely, you should be able to describe those services yourself. Add a new text block or an image on that front page. The next two items you may need a little more support with, um, but not necessarily. It completely depends what you've built your website on, but a lot of the platforms from Squarespace, Wix, um, even the more complicated ones like WordPress, um, they can all be edited by you on the back end. They're very user-friendly and, and all the guides are out there, um, YouTube videos, blogs, the such like, you will find out how to do what you need to do. But these two in particular, you might just need a little assistance from a web developer. So number four on the list is mobile compatibility. Um, in 2019, only 43% of internet usage globally was on desktop computers. Only 43%. That means that the other 57% was on tablets and mobiles. And I'll tell you, 50% was mobiles. Only 7% was on tablets. Now, what that means is that you've got to completely switch your brain around when you're looking at your website if you're a business owner you're probably sat at your desk if you're a website developer you're sat at a desk you're looking at your website on a big screen it looks beautiful you're enjoying the layout you can see all the information the menus are glorious the contact forms look great but 50 percent plus of your audience are not going to be 
on a desktop. They're going to be on their mobile phone. And even more so than that, what you'll find is that your first visitors will normally be on a mobile as well. People use their mobile phones for browsing. That's where they find new businesses, new services, new products is when they're just browsing. Maybe they see Facebook adverts. Maybe they're just swiping through shopping uh, blogs, those kind of things. That's where they're going to find your business for the first time. When they decide to work with you, maybe they sit down, they're in work mode, they're at their desk, they open your website on the uh, desktop computer, but you've got to look good on mobile. So switch your thinking around every time you look at your website do it on your mobile make sure it's looking good scroll through everything test all the links test the menus and if you're in the fantastic position of of uh, building your website for the first time or rebuilding maybe you're replatforming building a new website maybe you're setting up a brand new business and if you are then watch this space we're going to do a, a blog and a podcast very soon about how to name your business and how to make sure that your name is appropriate for your business, things to think about before naming your business. But if you are setting up a new business, um, you really want to very, very carefully uh, think about that website that you're building and think mobile first, always mobile first in your head, and you'll be on a, a safe track to be looking after the majority of your customers. If you can get mobile and desktop right, you're winning. If you've just got desktop right, you're in trouble. So the last thing we're going to talk about today is uh, visible, clickable contact details. Again, this was a real surprise to me when I started working with some of these uh, these um, clients. And, you know, I don't want to be too negative about them. They were fantastic, fantastic businesses. I, I loved every minute of, of working and, and still am working for free with some of these businesses. Um, but they made errors because they're not marketers. And that's why I'm here. That's what this podcast is all about. You're not a marketer. You are a small business owner. You are self-employed and you've got your own things to think about. You've got uh, service to deliver. You've got to promote and, and try and get customers. You've got to look after those customers and you've got to deliver the actual product. You haven't got time for marketing. So I don't want to get down on these uh, these clients of mine who, who uh, were making these errors. You may well be making these errors too. It's nothing to feel bad about, but clickable contact details. As I've just said, mobile compatibility is so important, but even on a desktop, you want to be able to click an email address if you can see it. So Go and have a look at your website now and double check. You should have probably an email address and a phone number. Maybe you've just got a contact form. That's fine. But if you've got an email address and a phone now and a phone number, uh, either in your header, in your menu, uh, on your uh, in your footer, maybe you've got a contact me page. Maybe you've got an out about me page. Wherever there is a phone number and an email address, they've got to be clickable. The way you do this is on the back end. You uh, highlight that email address and you hyperlink it. So you can either right click or there'll be a, a little broken chain or maybe not broken chain, I don't know, but it looks like a broken chain to me. Link, that's where you put your hyperlink in. You should be able to, for emails, turn them into um, clickable send me an email links. Okay. Phone numbers generally should work for themselves on mobile. So mobile compatibility these days is great. It recognizes if you've got a phone number on your website and you should be able to tap it straight from your phone. Great. So there we have it. Those are the five uh, main things that I wanted to talk about today. One other thing that just has crossed my mind as we're talking about the contact details is having a footer on the website. Again, I was quite surprised to see how many websites that I looked at who didn't have a footer. Um, and actually, how many people came back and said, what's a footer, which fascinated me. But, you know, you don't know what you don't know. It's as simple as that. The footer 
is the space at the bottom of your website. It's on the kind of master control for your website. So no matter where you go on the website, that bar should sit at the bottom and you only have to edit it once. Unlike the rest of your website, each page you uh, create, you have to add its new content and, and those kind of things. With a footer, it just lives there. And in that footer, you definitely want to put a small business description just a paragraph but it's super valuable because it's there on your on the kind of the root of your website and it's telling google what you do what does your business do so seo is a difficult one we've covered it in a blog and i'll be covering it very shortly some nice easy ways that you can um, optimize your website for search engines search engine optimizations seo we'll cover that we'll break that down we'll get rid of the overwhelm it's not as hard as you think um but one of those things that's great for optimizing your website for search engines is to have a description of your website in the footer. It tells Google, it's SEO is like describing to a friend what your business is in the hope that that friend recommends you to other friends, right? You have to be really clear in what your business is. And that's why the footer is great for that. So get a paragraph about your web, about your business into the foot of your website. You should also definitely have contact details. They're super important okay, so a brand new customer might head to the contact me page and and reach out for the first time through that. But your regular customers who they just want to call you, they're like, oh, I need to just reach out to so-and-so. They'll be able to fix this for me. They don't want to be going through a contact form or trying to dig out your contact details. They want to go to your homepage, scroll to the bottom and click. Remember, clickable phone number, clickable email address and get in contact. So get your contact details down there as well. You can embed a contact form into your footer. That's good. You could. There's loads of things you can put into a footer. You can do a subscribe to my emailing list. That's a really easy one to put in. You can put all your social media links in there. They're a really good one because, again, people are just going to want to find it really quickly. Um, but the most important thing is a description and your contact details. So make sure you get those into the footer. There we go. There's an extra one there. That's six. Six points for today. I think that's that's pretty good. Um, so I hope you found that useful. This is my first podcast. Um giving this kind of advice. I'd love to hear your feedback, um, whether you enjoyed it, whether it was too advanced, whether you wanted more information or less information, uh, whether it wasn't advanced enough. Those kind of things would be great. So if you do want to uh, reach out and talk to me directly, you can do. Um, best place is on Twitter. My handle is at Alex Ryan UK on Twitter. Simple as that. Alex Ryan UK on Twitter. Come say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Any questions you've got, any follow up from this session, just reach out and I'd love to hear from you. Um, very soon, as I mentioned, we're going to be doing an SEO uh, podcast because I really want to break that down. It's one of these big mystical marketing subjects. And yes, you can go incredibly far and incredibly deep and you will need consultants and SEO businesses, but you can make a start yourself. You can do a good bit of SEO yourself to get you in a much position for rank, a uh, better position for ranking on Google. Um, so we're going to cover that very soon. Perhaps not the next episode. I think the next episode we're going to talk about naming your business. It's going to be a nice, easy, quick one. Uh, but there is a blog up. So as well as creating these podcasts and the vidcasts, I'm also creating blogs which will give you some some guidance. So if you head over to 101blog.co.uk, that's 101blog.co.uk, there'll be some more ideas, tips and tricks there, including five, I like that number, five basic SEO website tips. You should be able to do them so, uh, yourself as well. It's very, very simple stuff. Um, and that's about it. If you'd like to join Marketing 101 on social media, please do. 
uh, obviously you've got the uh, the Instagram where we'll be dropping a daily tip. So it's one thing to do or to check every single day on Instagram. We've got LinkedIn, all the usual social media channels. There's going to be a, a Linktree link. So that's uh, in the in the bottom of the uh, either underneath the video or in the description. You can find our link tree. Click on that and it will show you all the various uh, links. And uh, please subscribe to the uh, to the vidcast or the podcast so that we can give you a notification next time. Um, and I think that's about it. That'll do. Thank you so much. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed creating my first podcast and I've really enjoyed the reaction to the uh, the uh, trailer that I put out last week as well. I'm glad you all enjoyed it and I hope that you find something in this uh, session that gives you a bit of a, a light bulb moment, something to go and work on, something to go and change. Thank you so much for dropping by and I will see you next week. so much for listening i hope you found it useful don't forget to check out our lovely sponsor 34sp and their ethical web hosting if you haven't already just head on over to 34sp.com and use the code alex101 at checkout to get your first three months website hosting completely free that's alex101 or 101 if you're typing it the customer support's amazing they're ready to help you transition smoothly to what i totally believe will be your hosting partner for life 34sp.com. We'll see you next episode.